2: to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo and Gerald Bourgier. I believe Saul Bookman will be joining us a little bit later on in the show. Remains to be seen. Uh, Happy Tuesday. Hope you guys had a good holiday weekend of sorts anything fun on uh, your weekend radar
1: okay i gotta ask you guys mm. i saw i saw a top gun maverick mm. yesterday uh i'm not asking for review i i don't know, even know if you've seen it but if you were a fighter pilot what would your what would your call handle your call sign like maverick be you got one mm. frax what frax? F R A
2: X. Why? It's a nickname from my, my like some of my OG friends back when I was really young. Really, it's Nilla Frax is the whole thing, but Frax Nilla is the shortened version. Yeah, that's uh, a rap
1: name. If I you know. Yeah, go so check out the old tracks. Uh, I I'd go with Doughboy. I just think Doughboy. <laughs> I think that'd be a fun one. Yeah.
3: Um, I don't know. I'd probably go G money or something oh. stupid with G in there. Girth. Then... Oh God!
1: <laughs> what? One of the guys, Bob, was his name. Bob. <laughs> Bob? And that was his. I actual mean, that's a name, solid so one. Probably be Girth from
2: Above. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Girth from Above. That's fantastic. Uh, I love that.
1: Mikkel in the chat says his call sign would be Phoenix.
2: There you so go. That's a good actually,
1: one. Actually, a Phoenix in the movie. So yeah. I anyways, random. I just I, I got wondering that. Like an so. actual mythical Phoenix. Uh, could be it, a, it could I don't be... know like... whatever it is
2: whatever floats your boat Gerald no, no. it could go was multiple it, ways was it in the movie no
1: oh. like Fox no it was it was a woman whose call so, call sign was uh, wow. was Phoenix
3: so. less exciting
1: <laughs> that would make it a totally different movie if it was fighter jets taking on a Phoenix uh, 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 that had risen from the ashes
2: oh my goodness well that was your question of the day can we're going to go I with answer? that one yes mine
1: would
3: be cheese.
2: Cheese. So Saul wouldn't like you? All right. You and Saul would fight. That's that's tough. All right. Well, it is Trade Machine Tuesday. And today we're going to look at the seven sign-in trade deals that Gerald put together for DeAndre and the Phoenix Suns. That article is over at gophnx.com if you want to sit down and read it and really dissect everything. Um, But we're going to talk about it a little bit here today. We're going to go through all of these things that Gerald kind of came up with. They made sure they were legitimate options, right? Mm -hmm. Like the money actually made sense there. They were legal type of moves that these teams could make. So these aren't exactly... um, too far pie in the sky should we put the disclaimer on
1: this before we get into we got these. a lot of disclaimers <laughs> yeah. to go through yes. on this yeah we, would you like to go through the first one the yes. first
2: disclaimer <laughs> i believe we are all in agreement that the son should retain deandre in and uh for me at least just force him and Monty to go therapy work through it talk about your feelings you guys learn how to communicate better
1: couples therapy does work uh, at least in my mind, don't ask my wife.
2: Uh, anyways, uh,
1: yeah, I, I agree. Unless there's some big game hunting that you could go for, which I know we'll kind of get into that, but I, I think the most logical way to go with this is is bringing DA back.
3: Yeah, and that's kind of the conclusion. It's not even so much – it doesn't even matter where you lie on the spectrum of, you know, what you believe DA's ceiling is or what you believe his fit is with this team, it's – honestly just as much about the returns and sign-in trades are historically low because the math is tricky to navigate with a sign-in trade and we'll get into some of that but your best option kind of by default is to figure out a way to bring DA back I don't think a lot of people are on board with a full five-year max um, because if it didn't happen last year it's very unlikely to happen at this point in time Um, but if you can bring it back on a four-year max Then you still retain your flexibility. You still have one of the best five to seven centers in the NBA. And you still have the core intact of what is a really, really good basketball team. I know that people are low on this group right now because of the way that they fizzled out. But you also don't want to react because you look at all these other contenders. And the one thing that they have on their side is repeated playoff failures and getting over that hump. And then continuity and cohesion and having... Structure and culture and all those things intact. So, if you're breaking it up at this point in time, it better be for a good move. And as we'll cover, the home run move might not be there in a sign and trade
1: scenario. And you you brought up in the article, there's another reason that D, well five million reasons why Da uh, should probably just sign that four million or four year deal here in Phoenix, and it's that he can make five million dollars more than he can sign. On the open market, uh, mm-hmm. with that correct,
3: right, and that's yeah, and that's the big point that the Suns have on their side is yeah, they could offer him the five-year max, which is a lot more money. I think it'd be 170 some million um, compared to a four-year 131 million that another team can sign. But even their four-year max that they can offer is still 5.5 million more than what anyone else can offer. So the Suns are in the driver's seat. If they want to keep Da, they have every resource available to do that. It's just going to come down to Well, does DA want a four-year max? Does he want out? Can they repair those bridges? A lot of uh, other questions that those two sides will have to answer.
2: All right. So we already have some comments rolling in. Rick James said just sign him and trade him during the season. So, Gerald, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know Mm. you wrote about this in your article. There are a lot of guidelines Mm. that we have to take into consideration when we're talking about some of these. And I know it's going to be a lot to kind of try and – share and digest but if you could at least give us like the cliff notes of it all (laughs) yeah
3: so cliff notes if the suns uh if da plays on his one-year qualifying offer which is an unlikely scenario but it would be for a record i think 16 million dollars um he's on a one-year contract and then he has the power to veto any trade if he if he's if he signs an offer sheet with another team and the suns match i believe it's the same scenario where the suns Similar, but same where they can't trade him uh, for another year. So you want to try to sign him yourself um, and and keep that flexibility. Then I believe it would be that December. uh, It's usually like 15th. 15th. Yeah, it's something like that where recently signed free agents are then trade eligible. Um, And again, you know the right scenario for a superstar might not even come about at the trade deadline so this could be a moot point for those who are suggesting like let's just sign him and trade him down the line later it might not be for a while so you would still have to repair those bridges and fix um you know whatever that off the court stuff that we're hearing rumblings about uh you'd still have to deal with that but in terms of the actual sign and trades the math is difficult because of what's called base year compensation. So basically, Aiton would be signing for a starting salary that year of $30.5 million, But his contract value, as far as the trade math is concerned, would only be $15.25 million. So it's hard to automatically make up that gap because you can only trade for 125% of – you can only take on that much more. So – In this case, you know, the Suns, what they would be bringing in since his value, his contract would be at 15.25 million, would be 125% of that, which is just under 19.2 million. So they can only bring that in in a straight up trade unless you're getting another team involved or you're adding different players into the mix on both sides to make the math work. So neither team is taking on too much in salary because the Raptors would be taking 30.5 million in but the outgoing trade value would only be 15. So it's it's hard to overcome that type of math just right off the bat. The other team would need to send out $24 million in salary, which is more than the $19 million that they could take in. Right. So that's difficult to overcome right away.
1: Forgive my lizard brain if you said this, but if they match
3: mm-hmm.
1: a, a four-year max, they can't trade him in the first year, correct?
3: If they match a four-year max, I would need to look this up, but I think he might be... Trade. Oh no! If he match, yeah. Ma- yeah if, if they match, match. sorry. Yeah. Uh, if they match, I don't think he's trade eligible okay. for the first year. Yeah.
2: So a lot,
1: a lot to <laughs> take complex. into consideration
2: yes, when we are talking about things like this. But we're going to do our best to um, make sure we're sharing information that is legitimate, factual, mm-hmm. and actually possible, yes.
1: realistic.
2: Right. Which is what will lead us to um, these seven potential sign and trade options. That Gerald worked so hard on, uh, making sure the math was correct, making sure it all worked out. So we'll start with Indiana Pacers. So Miles Turner, Chris Duarte, and 2022 number six overall pick for DeAndre and Landry Shamit, and a lottery protected 2025 first round pick.
3: Yeah. So this one. Right off the bat, we've talked a little bit about a Miles Turner workaround, and I do want to shout out uh, David Nash of the Four Point Play because he was a huge help to me in double checking my math and working through some scenarios here to make sure that what we were suggesting is legal. Um, Because there are some trades that you put into the trade machine, even on Fanspo. And the math doesn't work technically, but it still goes through on that. So be wary of that if you're spitballing trades.
1: Um, Nobody's aware of that. They just want to get the best I know, I know. But
3: we're raising awareness here. (laughs) Um, This one is, it's okay. Like Chris Duarte had a nice rookie season, um, and he's another young scorer that would be on a cheap contract, and you would hope that he has um, a little bit of scoring and ball handling pop because we saw what happened when, Chris Paul was ailing and Devin Booker was double teamed every time the offense just sputtered. Um, miles Turner would kind of be the DA replacement and he wouldn't be a very good one-on-one replacement for DA. He's a great rim protector and shot blocker. Um, and he can shoot the three ball with much more confidence than DA currently does, but he's not particularly efficient. I think he shot like 34% this year. Um, On medium volume so he's a guy that can spread the floor but doesn't do it at a very dangerous rate He's not a good rebounder Um, And we it would remain to be seen if he's a guy that can kind of defend on the perimeter the way that da does in a potential playoff scenario, so um, This one is kind of to get things started And it's not terrific. He probably would have to throw in a first rounder down the road lottery protected in this case if you're asking for Chris Duarte back, which you would need to to make the math work. So I am curious about your guys' thoughts on this first one. What? You, you I mean, first, first and foremost,
2: one. my biggest question is, does DA want to go to Indiana?
3: Well, Because I, well, I, yeah. I would say no
2: in a heartbeat to that if I were DA, for one. And then two, do you think Indiana is willing to give up Chris Duarte, realistically?
1: Uh, I think that DA wants to go wherever he can be a focal point. I think he'd be a focal point in Indy if they bring him in. So I don't think that that's that's necessarily prompt to me. I if you were going to do this, you should have done it at the trade deadline and gotten Sabonis, right? The better of the bigs that they had in my mind that would fit the Sun system. I don't need a center who gets 6 rebounds a game. I mean, People are frustrated with DeAndre Ayton. You mentioned this in article. Imagine how they'd feel about Miles Turner as their center. Like mm. this does nothing for me in the least, just nothing for me uh, in terms of excitement in, in a deal or even being okay and accepting uh, of a deal if you're the Suns. I don't understand why you would – You'd make that kind well, th- of
3: this thing. is this goes back to our disclaimer that if we're pursuing a sign and trade here, for we're going to get the short
2: end of the stick. Yeah. You're,
3: yeah, you are backed into a corner where there are irreconcilable differences, and you have to trade him to just to get something for it.
1: Look, him. I get getting the short end of the stick, but this is like going up to bat in a major league baseball game with a toothpick. This is the <laughs> shortest of the short sticks that you're drawing out of all these options. I just I don't like this one at all.
2: I also think that you've got to take into consideration, obviously, that number six pick as well. Is there somebody in this draft that you really like? And because there is a caveat that they're not allowed to, quote-unquote, Publicly, legally, talk about these type of trades till after the draft. Right? How do you navigate that? They're not allowed to get caught
1: talking about these. Details. This, this and would put up air quotes for anybody who's listening on audio. They would, they would
3: have to be very careful about how they pursued this tampering wise, because it would have to be a scenario where it is the Pacers drafted someone that the Suns really like after the fact, because as you mentioned, draft is a week before free agency starts. So you can't be negotiating this type of deal before free agency starts. (laughs) It happens all the time in the NBA, but like you have to keep, you have to go about it the right way. Or as we saw with uh, who was it the was the Hawks and the Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Bucks last year with their sign and trade that the league basically nixed, um, and then he wound up in Atlanta. Like you have to be careful how you go about it. Saul's yeah.
2: here, everybody. Saul's been here the oh, whole time. The chat knew. And they were like, <laughs> oh, hey. What's up, buddy? We're just, um, just going
0: to let you guys finish it out.
2: Do you want to Do you wanna chime yeah, in yeah, on this particular in one? That's my There's biggest no thing, way. I don't think he agrees There's, to go there. Yeah.
0: Because nobody wants to go to Indiana.
2: Why would you? With those you? Goals, there's
0: no way. I don't care how much he wants to be the superstar, the you, focal point. Yeah. He doesn't want to go back to the 19 win seasons of 2018. I promise you. Oh, that. he
1: doesn't care. He, yes, he DA does. Wants care. to
0: be the focal point. No, he wants win, to too.
1: Then if he wants to win, he would shut up. He'd take the four year here. Like that's that's the simple play here. If you want to win and make your money. Be in Phoenix if it's not about being the focal point.
3: You know how places have like zero days since workplace incident. Yeah, we just <laughs> reverted back to zero days since insulting a city.
0: <laughs> it's been.
3: It was like sixty you before know. that. Dude, I listen, I got in mad
2: beef with like Indiana. Three or four
0: months ago, <laughs> trust me, that place is a dumpster fire.
2: I did not enjoy my time that I was there. So hey,
1: simplified. Fuck them <laughs> That's, that's what we're A little saying.
2: aggressive. <laughs> All right, any final thoughts on this potential option? Nope. Okay, no, we're moving no, on. No, no, no. Atlanta Hawks.
0: So this one has Clint Capella. Wait, 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 wait. I do have something to say to what Espo's point was about, well, if he wants to win, then he should. I think there's, they don't have to be exclusive of each other. The fact that he wants to be a focal point and he wants to win. I don't think you can
1: only have one or the other. Have you Have you looked at the teams with cap space? Anybody he'd be able to go to, or some of these trade. Why can't and trade he things. want to be the
0: focal point here?
1: He can. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying he can't I want mean, to be. Oh, the focal well, so point we saw. We just
2: we did a disclaimer off the top that in the perfect situation, Da would remain a Phoenix sun, and they would okay. figure it out. Yeah. So so we we, we already disclaimed that. This. This. Yeah. 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 Okay. this is just. Well, then tell Espo, because he's the one that attacked me with that state bullshit. (laughs) Okay, moving on. The Atlanta Hawks. This one has Clint Capella and Bogdan Bogdanovich coming to Phoenix for DA, Dario Saric, Torrey Craig, and an unprotected 2023 first-round pick.
3: I think that's 25.
2: Oh, 2025?
3: 2025? Yeah. Okay,
2: 2025 first-round pick. The original target here, this is something you shared in the article as well, and something we talked about, I believe, last week, is that mm-hmm. it was kind of Clint Capella, Kevin Herter, and Jalen Johnson were kind mm-hmm. of in the conversation, but the math on that was off, so that yes. wouldn't have worked.
3: Yeah. So FanSpo's uh, their trade machine has Clint Capella's value, his contract value, at a slightly different amount than what it actually is on Track. So that was the reason for the math uh, not panning out in that case, but. If you switch to Clint Capella and Bogdan Bogdanovich, it works with this particular uh, trade option here. And this one is probably out of all of the kind of underwhelming options. This is the one that I like the most. This
0: is the best underwhelming option.
3: Yeah, because I feel like Clint Capella is about as good as you're going to ask for in terms of a one-on-one replacement for DA. Like, In terms of guys that are actually available, he's a better rebounder he's a better shot blocker he's very limited offensively compared to da there that mid-range release valve that the suns had with da would be completely gone but they would be getting a nice bench piece who can score on his own in bogdan bogdanovich kind of a secondary ball handler playmaker shooter um and that's kind of in terms of what you could expect out of a da trade this feels like one of the best case scenarios that's not one of our superstar pie in the sky trades.
1: This one feels to me like you're saying, if we want to be the kind of team we were last year, this accomplishes it, right? I like you. You get a a suitable replacement at center, mm-hmm. and you bolster the bench a little bit. So it makes up for you know a little bit of the the offense you're losing for D. A. You're getting a little bit more on the bench. I feel like this is a. Tread water kind of move. Make sure you're you're good again next year, but it doesn't necessarily put you any closer to a championship. You're not taking some some home run swing where you. This is a low, you know, high not a high ceiling, not a low floor. This is just a keep things status quo kind of trade to me.
0: Like, this trade sucks.
1: It doesn't suck at sucks. all.
0: Dude, it they, really doesn't listen, suck. Listen, I, I'm just never going to be on board with trading DA for the same shit that you're going to get back. Like, it, it's it's just, it does nothing for me. Like, if we don't get significantly better, then what's the point? You might as well keep DA. But, that's but, the thing. but that's, this, this just, exercise that is simply to say
2: if it, it is so far beyond repair for the Suns and they have to resort to a sign-in tra- trade, this is the exercise to talk through it. This is not a best case scenario type of a situation. This is a literal worst case scenario. We have to do something before the next season starts. This is this exercise.
1: This, this is uh, reality.
0: I, I will say this: if if that's if that's what we're playing by, then I guess this is the best of the worst. I like. <laughs> I, I just it does nothing for me. Like I like Bogdan Baj- Bajanovic. He's he's a he's a he's a good player, um, but he doesn't you know he doesn't move the needle dramatically a lot. And then Clint Capella is just Clint Capella. He's going to get you rebounds. He's going to dunk the ball. Like <laughs> I could give a shit less about. He's going to he
1: play defense. Like this is this is as close you're going to get to a, a DA replacement at center in any of these deals. But I think one of the closest guys you'll get. He doesn't have the potential that DA has, but in terms of production right now, it's as close as you're going to get to a guy to step in there and provide you if, what it did. Except it, offensively.
3: Right. If, you, if you're if you making this trade, it's because you are buying into what you saw out of JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo and saying, okay, the Suns offense can do that with a better player, Clint Capella. If it can do that with these guys, what can it do with Clint Capella? That's what you're trying to buy into. And I get right now, like, Buying into a Chris Paul and Devin Booker heavy offense after what happened in the playoffs, not everybody's going to be on board with that. Like, and that's totally fair.
0: Uh, I, does Clint Capella? And uh, excuse me, I mm. haven't watched a lot of Hawks games. Sure. So does, Clint, <laughs> Ka- does so. Clint Capella solve the riddle of what would have happened against the Mavs this year or against the Golden State Warriors in terms of oh, let's just spread these fucks out and attack their big men because they can't guard in no, the perimeter position.
1: This literally is the same – you're going to wind up having the same problems you had this year, probably so, more
0: so. So then we're, we then we would just triple down on McGee and Bismack as well. Like we have no – nobody that could guard on the no. perimeter that's a big whatsoever on the roster. Oh, I don't disagree on
3: that. Again, those bigs are very rare, and even DA, who's considered one of those bigs, struggled with that. So that's – that might be honestly a separate conversation as far as, okay, who are you going to target who's a small ball five who you can reliably throw out there for when other teams go small, because those guys are in short supply in the NBA right now, um, and that would be something you'd have to explore probably separately. Um, but yeah, I I, I I think defensively it would be a slight downgrade on the perimeter for sure. I think it would be an upgrade in the interior. And I think offensively, just based on this series, like we saw Kevon Looney Tearing apart the Mavs by it, just doing the little things. An like,
0: upgrade on the in, on the interior, how?
3: As a shot blocker, like Clint Capella yeah. is a better interior presence at the rim than Da is. Not that Da is bad in that regard, but he doesn't get a lot of blocks. He contests a lot of shots. Um, Capella is slightly better. In it, that you'd regard. imagine
1: the defensive scheme would change too with Capella because you wouldn't be as willing to to switch like right. they did. It'd with be with less ver- switching.
0: Versatility wise.
1: Click Capella limits
0: you in in terms of what Da can do versus what he can do defensively. So I feel like yeah. the blocking shots at the rim thing kind of neutralizes itself out when you can't you can't really match up Capella the way you could with Da.
1: Yeah, but he also right. is a better on the boards. So like the rebounds, are sure. Yeah, you know, so like I I think you'd have to get stronger with your perimeter defense in general with mm-hmm. this kind of a deal. But I, the I think Bogdan makes your your bench better. Too, which is which is something you can't ig- ignore. In this, is that your your bench scoring gets better, your bench shooting, or your option to bring him in with some of those starters and spread the floor a little bit more becomes a, becomes a, a better chance. Uh, so, I'm okay with this one, but it's not it's not my favorite of the group. Fair. I think it's
2: my second favorite of the uh, non pie in the sky ones. That's where I'm at too. Yeah. I think this is
1: probably my second favorite. Of the ones we're going
3: to. And and someone did ask in the comments, why would the Suns include a first rounder in this trade? And it's a distant one, 2025. And it would be because if you're getting Bogdan Bogdanovich back in the trade as well, like DA alone is not going to cut it. Like Dario Saric and Torrey Craig, those are expiring contracts, but they're not needle movers in any way. You'd have to throw in some type of sweetener to get the deal, especially if you're coming at it from a place without leverage, which is the scenario we're talking about here.
2: Yep. All right, let's move on. The next one we've got with the Chicago Bulls. So Nikola Vucevic, Patrick Williams, and Alex Caruso <gasps> for Deion <DeAndre laughs> Drayton, Jay Growder, Campaign. And a lottery protected 2025 first round pick. <laughs> Clearly, we know how Espo feels mm-hmm. about this one. Gerald Song, are you feeling eyes. the same you way? Sure you don't
0: want to just trade the whole roster away? <laughs>
2: Fuck.
0: <laughs> Jesus. For those guys? Like,
3: uh... hey, Alex could... Caruso and Patrick Williams are good. I understand the trepidation about though. Well. You
0: you had me until you started mentioning all the guys <laughs> that the Suns were going to have to trade. And I was like, Because uh. you're right. I... Alex Caruso. I would love Alex Caruso on the Suns. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's a dog. He gets after defensively. He's that annoyance that we talked about we mm-hmm. don't really have uh, anymore. Because Chris Paul used to be kind of that annoyance. Mm-hmm. But now, because he's kind of treading, you know, in the wrong direction, trending in the wrong direction, uh, defensively he can only be in a, nu- a nuisance like for like two minutes out of every 48. You know what I mean? Like, right. you need that guy that's a constant pain in the ass um, and just causes a little bit of discomfort for the other team and now so definitely does that Patrick Williams, you know From Florida State a great, you know, all-around athlete the Suns were rumored to to be in that mix injury back, concerns. You know injury concerns for sure, but I do like his flexibility. He's a he's a good solid big um, But oh man, like you gotta give up not only DA But you also got to give up a savvy Jay Crowder and I know Jay Crowder it's kind of almost on the same trajectory as CP3, where they're on the back uh, backslide of their their career. But but he is still a savvy vet, and I don't really like to throw him into that mix unless we can get something that I feel like is is tangible. I feel like you're already giving up so much with DA that return. I'm not
1: a hey, you 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 want me to bring in. That Elmer looking, Elmer Fudd looking mofo, oh, and boy. give out, give out Jay Crowder. You want a dog? You got Jay Crowder. I don't need. Alex Caruso as these what would appear to be the centerpiece of a DA deal. Like, I, you know, I mean, I just, the
3: all the two-time all-star is the centerpiece of the DA deal. Like Vucevic, <laughs> yes,
1: that, yeah, we've see we saw what he did in Chicago last year, mm-hmm, and did. he's a defensive sieve. I don't need Fair. Nikola Vucevic in this right now. I like no, I'm good, thank
2: you. I think my favorite part about this one is the minute that we said the scenario, everyone in the chat was just like popping off there's a hard pass there's a i only like caruso but the rest is a hell no there's patrick williams is underrated patrick williams i'm down I just dry heaved in my mouth. Like this one is the most all over the place so far that we've talked about that the chat has. I mean, has and it's, sat, and it's fitting
0: because with Da, the chat is always all over the place. Like he either sucks or he's great. <laughs> yes. He's a future he's Hall of Famer. He's a scrub. Like you, it's all over the place. Like pay the man, don't pay the man. Like mm. so, it would be fitting that we would trade, <laughs> we make a trade for a bunch of guys that fit the same ilk.
2: There you go. Look,
1: look I, I, if if I knew you were gonna get. Patrick Williams that, that reaches his full potential, then this is a little bit more. Also, if appealing. you
0: trade Jay Crowder, then there's no
1: more pool parties, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's going to host the pool parties? Oh, no, oh, not, not, the no pool not the pool parties. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. All right, Gerald, I'll give you a minute to share your, yeah, your two yeah. thoughts and then we'll move on.
3: Obviously, at the center spot, this is a downgrade, especially with the year Vucevic had. He didn't shoot the ball well from three, but he is a more capable three-point shooter. You would be hoping, again, that an offense that targets its centers in the way that it does would help him. Um, He's not the most athletic rim rolling big, though, so that's my concern here. Caruso would be a really good addition to their perimeter defense. He would be a more reliable Backup for campaign come playoff time, which is a huge need. We saw that with Chris Paul not being 100% how big that was and Patrick Williams is super young at some point you need to get young guys that are capable of starting or playing right now on team cost-effective contracts. Patrick Williams is that dude even coming off a season where he was limited by I think it was a wrist injury. Um, Jay Crowder. I love Jay Crowder. It'd be tough giving him up in addition to D.A. But he's also, like Saul said, on the back side of his career. He's an expiring contract. So that would make him more attractive to a team like the Bulls that's trying to compete now but wants to maintain flexibility, campaign let's 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 bring back the campaign revival tour in the Windy City. Yeah, I I love that didn't go well.
1: (laughs) I love campaign going back to a city where somebody in the organization anonymously (laughs) said he doesn't have NBA talent. Yeah, like so that'd be entertaining. for sure.
3: This one is one of my least favorite ones of the trades that we've that I worked out here. Um, But if you are looking for again, if you're in a situation where you need to deal DA and get something back in return, getting an all, a two-time All-Star and two capable rotation players who you could actually trust come playoff time, you would still have to figure out how you're going to hide Vucevic in the playoffs on defense, but that's not the worst thing in the world.
2: <laughs> all right, moving on to the next one. San Antonio Spurs, Jakob Pertl, Devin Vassell, and so a 2022 number 9 overall I pick. do have
0: a legit question, and actually mm. somebody brought it up. Somebody asked, and I don't know this, mm. um, but – do we have any trades that do not involve centers? Yes. We do? Okay. I just want to make sure we cross them. Yeah. Okay.
2: So San Antonio Spurs, Jakob Pertl, Devin Vassell, and a 2022 number nine overall pick for DeAndre Ayton. How y'all feeling about this one? Do it. I think this is, this is my favorite one of <laughs> the non-pie in the sky ones just because I think there's, there's a lot of potential mm. here with like – Younger players. You'd have to be play the waiting game a little bit more. But there uh, is some potential. I was
0: being sarcastic. I don't like this trade at all.
2: I mean, I there's like not to a purdle. ton to pick up from.
3: Are you not purdle enough for the Purtle club? <sighs> mm, nope. I'm,
1: Look, I'm purdled out. <laughs> I, one big reason I would hate to do this mm. is the fact that you'd be handing Greg Popovich DeAndre Ayton and tapping into that potential. It just feels like Something that would come back to bite you (laughs) in the ass. Could you imagine that?
0: Could you imagine? Could you imagine in a worst case scenario, DA goes to San Antonio and all of a sudden he becomes fucking David Robinson and they go all the way to the playoffs and they eliminate the Suns, the Spurs. Oh, my God. No, no. Just for that for, just for that That's reason. That's my thought.
1: Like, uh, just
3: for that reason. So we're living in fear of a play-in team right now. Yes. Sick, sick, okay. Well, I just want to no, well, verify obviously, that we're living in fear obviously of in DA becoming They would not Robinson. be a
0: play-in team in this scenario.
3: No, they wouldn't. Like, if, but, if, but they're not if a the contender a turns either. If a fucking
0: dominant big man, well, like the way we hoped he would be. He's been a dominant big man here. I'm like, talking next level though. Let, let's like, be, 30, let's be fair. The Suns do, aren't I
1: mean? the Suns aren't a contender if they make this deal.
0: No, I, think, I disagree with. that. I think
1: it drops them into that into that range with the the Utahs, the the Denver's, the, Denvers, without, the New Orleans. If Zion comes back strong, like
3: I disagree with that, and that's because people don't understand how good Jakob Pertle actually is. Like They look at his overall numbers, and they think that he's just kind of an average dude. He's a better defensive center than DeAndre Ayton, if you look at the numbers. If you look at the rim protection, the defense on the interior, he's one of the best under-the-radar defenders in the NBA at any position. Then you throw in Devin Vassell, who is going to be a pretty good two-way player. He's not a primary, maybe even a secondary option, but he's a good wing player who can— matchup on at the guard spot or on the wing
2: and bolster the bench which we've talked a lot and about Bolster
3: the bench and you get the number nine pick and i know a lot of people aren't really high on the draft right now because let's be honest we were watching a playoff run we weren't paying attention to the draft <laughs> prospects in the last couple of months but that's still a top 10 pick in return for da on top top of podal and vassell who you should have drafted one of the guys that you could have drafted
1: I'm talking next year though I'm not talking oh yeah long
3: term well, only he's an expiring so he get, might only be a rental
1: I get that but I'm saying next year they they move into that more the middle of the pack rather than Western conference runner. it may set you better up better for the future but if you're looking at next year I think that that takes you a step down right you get that nine pick that. right that, there's one that I think might might be aside able from to our be. pie in the sky. ones. Well, yeah, most I mean, of these you're obviously. taking
3: a slight step back yeah. and hoping that system trumps the loss of talent that you're dealing with. This here. is
1: James Jones looking at the future and going, how do I bring in talent that can grow with us? Right. That's cost effective, I think.
2: All right. Next one, Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. So we've got Jeremy Grant and Isaiah Stewart and a lottery protected 2025 first round pick for D. A. and Jay Crowder.
1: Now we talking.
2: This is your favorite. <laughs> like. I think Jeremy okay. Grant
1: gives you the power forward you've been looking for, the guy that can score when Devin Booker and Chris Paul can't get it going. I like this move. Now you're obviously going to have to go find a center, but I think you can. You'll go out. You'll you'll get creative if you're James Jones and try to find. That I like this. Plus, you get a guy that punked LeBron, and I'm I'm a big fan <laughs> of that as well. Uh, so you're you're getting what Jay Crowder provided you in terms of that. To uh, get the you, drama, you get the drama. I'm obviously kidding with that part, but I like <laughs> I, I like what Grant could bring offensively. This is a big swing that has a high ceiling, but also could could crater too, but that's the kind of move. If you're going to move off DA, I want to take a big chance. If you're not getting a sure thing in, in a superstar, I want to take a chance on a guy that could dramatically change your fortunes.
0: Dramatically
1: like change? If he, if he reaches what you think he can in this deal because I think he can be that third scoring option you didn't really have that could, could wind up creating his own shot. Now, the biggest thing is does his ego – Want to want to play here because he left Denver because he wanted to be that guy, right? But he was that guy in Detroit and saw it. Maybe it ain't all that's cracked up to be, and that's what you got to hope. So, go ahead.
0: Yeah, that's a <laughs> hell no for me. Like I just, I'm not a big Jeremy Grant guy to begin with. I do like the flexibility. Like we talked, I, I was just talking about the who you're going to put on the perimeter when you have to guard some of these teams. And mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant would give you that. I'll give him that, and he is a better scorer. Um, you know, and he definitely stepped it, stepped it up a notch when he got to Detroit. But, um, again, like, and this is just, I'm, I'm looking at this team for what they are. Um, the Suns, and you put this piece in there, you just, if you put this piece in there, you're, you're hoping that everybody else can step it up as well. Um, and that's, we're talking about championship aspirations and I just don't feel like Jeremy Grant is going to get you to that, to that level that you need to be at.
3: I think my concern with Jeremy Grant is, okay, for starters, he's on that expiring contract. So this could just shape up to be a rental depending on his opinion of himself. And that's probably the bigger concern that I have is he left a really good situation on a contender in Denver where he was like the fourth guy because he thought he was a number one option. He went to Detroit. He took that money. Everybody made fun of the Pistons for giving them that deal and then it looked like he was going to be—he could be that dude. He was really good there. And then the efficiency kind of dove off, and then the effort kind of dove off. And now suddenly the Pistons are have had him involved in trade talks, uh, dating back to the trade deadline. So it's one of those things where is he ready to look at his last two years in Detroit and be like, okay, maybe I'm not that guy. I could win a championship with the Suns if I embrace that role. Or is he still like? No, I'm the dude. I should be the dude. I'm gonna because then you're basically trading one guy who wants to do more for another guy who wants to do more, and you still have to plug your center spot. So that's tricky.
1: I mean that that's fair. Uh, that that's a fair yeah assessment on that. I mm-hmm. have no argument there.
3: And that's and that's my biggest thing, especially this is this the one
1: that you were excited about? This is the one that I think if if you make it outside of the 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 two we'll get at the end that are obviously no-brainers if they could happen, but there's very limited right. chance that they'd happen. This one makes me go, okay, at least you're getting a guy with star potential that could come in and fill one of the major problems you had in that playoff run in terms of you know, third score, perimeter defense, those kind of things. So right.
3: and he is a very good two-way player, but that's the thing, is you would be hoping that he would take what he learned in Detroit as a primary option and be able to do that as the third guy here, and then also buy into a, a lesser role and be that defensive. Because he could be a very good small ball center for stretches as well. But, you know, that's that's a lot to ask given what he's gone through the last two I years. I think there's too many
2: what ifs with yeah. this one. It's it's yeah. not worth I mean,
0: the risk. Being the best team on the worst team, in, or the best player on the worst team in the league does nothing for me. Like, yeah. Especially if you're not putting up outlandish numbers because you are, you and, uh, Oh, I I forget his name. The other, the guard that they just picked from Oklahoma State, Cade. Uh, Cade, yeah, Yeah. are the only two options on that team. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're still you're putting up nice numbers, but nothing astronomically crazy. And I, I I pass.
1: I like, like we said, I think most of these don't get you anywhere closer to where you want to be. This one, I was just intriguing. I think he could be a number two option here with Chris Paul having to step back a little bit just based on age.
2: All right. These next ones are kind of a go big or go home type of situation, just like the NBA finals on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and official sports betting partner of Transition. the NBA. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. And if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals, DraftKings has you covered with same-game parlays. This NBA season, there was a customer that placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. So this is the type of scenario where you can go big and get your money and go home thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and official sports betting partner of the NBA. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX, make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Are you guys so excited for these next ones? These are the ones that everyone wants to happen. (laughs) Yes. All right. First up, let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. So this one would have Kevin Durant coming to Phoenix for DeAndre and Jay Crowder, (laughs) Landry Shamit, and three future first round picks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd do this in a heartbeat. But one, why would the Nets want Landry Shamit back, first of all? to make the math work. This isn't going to happen. It's just not going to happen, and I really hope I'm reverse jinxing this. But this is not going to happen.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Because
0: <laughs> Lindsey <laughs>
2: says so. That's That's
1: We're just so damn disgruntled about these all the time. I, I will drive D. A. Landry Shamit, the three first-round picks in my trunk, to the airport and personally welcome KD. The three, fir- the, no, the, the, the picks. The oh, like, the are not the truck. D.A. and Shannon are in the D- front. Shannon drive the Have you truck. Seen I don't know. You drive? It's a little small for D-A. <laughs> No, I, I'd happily drive to the airport as fast as possible if this were a reality. I just don't think so. <laughs> I do like Brendan Clean, our friend in the chat. Weed is legal here now. Katie defeating confirmed. <laughs> Sources. Well,
0: yeah. listen, three first rounds is a lot, but mm-hmm. if you're in championship contention every single year then those three first rounds are kind of whatever like they they don't really matter and mm-hmm. if and if you sign KD or if you get KD you're 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 here for 4 years. Uh, I think he has 4 years left on his deal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a 4-year window. Those draft picks mean shit. Oh, they don't yeah. mean anything. So if you're the Suns you do this in a heartbeat. Um if you're the Nets you probably are like, eh, no, we're going to need something a little bit more." Like, you know, uh, another bigger name to, to go along and, and at least try to build in the future with. So,
3: And that's that's the tricky part was I tried to include just to cut down on the first rounders and people aren't going to be happy about this. But you Brace have yourselves. to you have to include a Cam Johnson or a Michael Bridges in a trade like this to really beat out. I beat out everybody else. Cam Johnson, I the math doesn't do work. There is another alternative to this trade where you do KD for DA and Mikael Bridges straight up, and that does work mathematically.
2: I would still do that. <laughs> so. is, it, is it a yes? Let's go to so us. Yes. Yeah. Gerald?
3: Yeah, because you still have Cam Johnson. Espo?
2: I don't think twice. I'm okay. like, hey, nice <laughs> to see you. Bye. Oh, Bro, as much as you, you're... as much as we love Mikael, I feel this... like this is a situation where you just have to kind of like. KD. For Mikhail and DA, you don't even think
0: twice about that. Yeah.
3: But I would much rather do the first version of this trade. Yeah, of
1: course.
3: But if the Nets want more that's in terms of one. actual young
0: cornerstone
3: blue chip talent, that's the way to then sell that's, it. Yeah. That's the
0: only way to sell it if you're Brooklyn. It's yes. like, listen, we're going to give up a lot. We're hedging our bets that the future is going to be much, much different, minus Kyrie and KD. Mm-hmm. What you got? And you give them two centerpieces for mm-hmm. the future. Yes, that's the only way you do this if you're Brooklyn. The other one is like, ah, whatever. I, I do it. I'm a million percent with that.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Well, I, the no chat's hesitation. on board too. I feel like I don't think I've seen one yet. Oh wait, no. There's one single no, but I also don't know if it was for this one or if it was for the last one. It could have been farther back. But everyone is pretty much on board. This is it's like that the thirst
1: out. trap of trades. It's like, look, it's KD. You're like, I don't care what's on the other side. Like, yes, please. Yeah, like it's, 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 it's Jared's like, come look at this. It's, 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 it's KD and Phoenix. Don't so, ever make that pose yeah, no,
3: So, look, like we talked about. I think it was last week on the show. We talked about Kevin Durant <laughs> possibilities. This only happens if the Nets completely balk on handing Kyrie a new contract, which they will, for fairly understandable reasons, honestly. And then Kevin Durant looks around at the roster and is like. What the hell am I doing here? Like I can't finish the next 4 years here. I'm not going to win a title mm-hmm. here. And then he looks at Phoenix and goes, "Okay, book CP3 and, you know, whoever's left from a sign and trade, like let's do that and forces his way out."
0: Also, if you send DA to to Brooklyn with Mikhail, mm-hmm. I think he's more apt to sign do the sign and trade in the first place, um just because Damn. he is they're, going with Mikael. I think they're their besties. That makes them feel a little more confident and comfortable. Um, I think, and, and you're going to New York. Like, let's be honest, that's a selling point, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about advertising money and in sponsorships and stuff like that. I think that that second scenario. I know we didn't we didn't put it up there, but that's the one.
1: That is the one. <laughs> well, I think it makes sense the for all feasible. parties in, involved because Brooklyn can sell that, Phoenix can sell that. Yeah. Uh, I still don't think it it happens.
0: Oh, but man, that tickles. That tickles my fancy.
3: <laughs> it's a, instead of a thirst trap, it's a girth trap.
1: It oh, oh, is a girth trap. Tra- a girth. Hashtag girth trap.
2: We should make a graphic
3: for that. Oh, we don't need a graphic. I, I feel like we already have,
2: have a graphic for oh, that. No, we, we just need to put girth trap on top hard. of it.
0: It's a girth trap. On
2: we it, it. All right.
0: On
1: it.
2: Our next is that,
1: one. Is that a Woj <laughs>
2: bomb? It's a girth trap. Oh, wow. That's
1: funny. That's
0: right. It
2: is. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So so our next uh, scenario and our last scenario involves the Toronto Raptors. So this one has Pascal Siakam, Svi Mikhailuk, uh for DeAndre and Jay Crowder, Tori Craig, and an unprotected 2023 first round pick.
3: And to be clear, it's because the Suns already traded their first round pick this year. They wouldn't be able to do that until after the draft, but free agency is after the draft anyway. So because someone had asked about the Ted step-in rule, which doesn't allow you to trade picks in back-to-back drafts. As soon as the draft is over, then and the cycle resets and you're able to. So, just a heads up on that.
2: Alright. is this? Does this one feel any more realistic than Toronto's, or does it feel equally as pie-in-the-sky to you guys? As you I mean, bet, bro- you mean I that's what bro- I meant. Bro- bro- yes, thank
0: you. Um, I mean, I like Pascal Siakam. Um, I don't think this is pie-in-the-sky, but I don't know if I'm really on board with this trade. I
1: think I think for some reason Toronto has been very much wanting a center, like going after uh, a center. There's been rumors about Gobert uh, and, uh, you know, in Toronto. I mean,
0: Gobert in Toronto makes sense, to be honest. And
1: I don't know. I'd rather have DA a more versatile defensive center in today's game. We've seen Gobert get played off the court in, in the last few playoffs. Oh, I'm just talking
0: about culture-wise.
1: Oh, well. Okay but uh <laughs> basketball wise I <laughs> Toronto isn't the French part it's of Canada. Close. Are they it's sending them to, to Montreal? Montreal? It's close. Are they sending them <laughs> It's close. We're moving them to the ranchers of Montreal. On, hold on, hold on. Toronto's what, like, what, 100 miles away fair. from Quebec
0: and Montreal? Hold on. Who just did the... the oh. that, was, that, that, was, that was me. That was Saul. You see, oh. I didn't put the, the cookie monster emphasis <laughs> I, on it, though.
1: I am Rudy into I am here in Toronto. I Like, what's <laughs> that? I don't know. Oh, God. Look, I... I, like... <laughs> I think Toronto may be more uh, more willing to move a piece because they have six guys that are really good, you know, but n- nobody that I- is necessarily great. Uh-huh. I think they may look at D.A. as a guy that could reach that potential. Uh, I just – I don't mind Pascal uh, coming back either, obviously, uh, but I would prefer Kevin Durant, obviously. I low You key, and everyone
2: in the chat, yeah. too.
1: <laughs> I
3: mean, I low-key feel like this is... I would prefer Kevin Durant, but I feel like this is more unrealistic just because there's been no indication that Toronto wants to trade Siakam. Um, this is more... Like, there have been rumors. There was a report today from Jake Fisher that Toronto is interested in DA. They're one of the teams along with, I think Detroit, uh, Portland and at this point, San are there Antonio any teams who have said
2: we're not interested because I feel like the <laughs> list just gets longer and longer. Well, again. I mean,
3: most of the teams, Phoenix. <laughs> 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 Shit. um, no, but I, I do think like it's plausible, but for those who are not as high on this trade, I'm kind of surprised because he is, I mean, he's a little bit older in terms of potential stars, but like, He's still a two-time All-NBA selection, and like he's only been in the league a couple years. He's a guy that you could turn to as not just a third option, but a secondary or even a primary option, depending on the defense that you're facing. And he's a really good defender. He could play small ball five. He's not your full-time five, and you'd still need to address that. But, I mean, if you're talking about bringing a star here, like that's, aside from KD, probably about as good as you're realistically going to get.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I, agree on that. Like, if KD isn't a realistic possibility, this is obviously the deal you make if it is if it is realistic at that point.
2: Well, great job, Gerald, of putting this all together. Uh, also, shout out to David Nash, as you mentioned off the top, for his salary cap expertise. Mm-hmm. And a quick reminder to everyone listening, if you want to get into this a little bit more in depth, head over to gophnx.com and read Gerald's article on this because it has – Way more nitty-gritty information in there as well as specific dollar amounts and all of that kind of stuff. So if you're itching to get a little bit more information on all of the trade scenarios that we talked about today, that's the place to go. Also want to remind you, summer is here. Things are heating up. We're getting out um, on the town and going on vacations and things of that sort. Make sure you're staying <laughs> safe and healthy. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Was it really that bad? You <laughs> sounded so old.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she did. She really did. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I sounded old. Yeah. That's okay.
1: But, uh, the By the way, doing, uh, I'm just going to throw this. I'll, I'll throw this out there. If... If this, there's no chance Katie's coming. I'm so confident. I will shave my head. Good. If DA is on the show, I will shave my Thanks head. God. If Dude, Kevin Durant is on the can I least, that knows what the First hell of, hell of all, doing.
0: this is when I have to step in and say, uh, hell no. Because <laughs> if you shave your head, first of all, it'll be the whitest thing. I'll wear a hat since after snow. that. Don't worry. Um, okay. <laughs> like, And you'll blind the screen like, no, that's not even... We would have
2: to reconfigure the lighting in here, Espo. No,
0: yeah. And what if he missed, like, like, no, there's just no way. A damn hat. No, veto, not happening. Yeah, that. don't worry, it
1: ain't going to happen anyway.
2: Also, Connor asked, did Lindsay and Espo plan on twinning today? No.
1: No. (laughs) They <laughs> that said was a in very unison.
2: definitive
0: no <laughs> are you sure about that the way you guys responded at the same time
2: <laughs> but Frizzy's. if you are interested in the merch head on over to our, our locker phnxlocker.com to pick some up alright guys let's round out the show with an ad read roulette spin that beautiful wheel Uh, I hope it's a French
0: accent so I can hear the cookie monster again didn't
2: we already
1: do the French accent yeah I was joking Mm -hmm.
3: All right, (laughs) who's getting it today hey (laughs) there chill out buddy chill out
1: that's a different wheel a different wheel no. Let's see what she has to read. The, the most annoying
2: part of this is you guys won't even tell me what's on the wheel, so I can at least semi mentally prepare. What, what does it say, Shane? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know a Mickey Mouse voice? I just did it. Do it again. No, not, no, not that. Say a oh, word. Hi. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Dear so Lord, horrible. that was <laughs> terrible. That shit's going to haunt me. Do, do, do it one, do
1: one more. No, no, I said
2: terrifying. Do, oh, yeah. do one more. Say hello. <laughs> Say hello, oh, Mickey Mouse. Hello. Oh. I can't do this. <laughs> this is going to be awful. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's a, I'm going to
1: have a clown in my dreams talking like that tonight.
2: <laughs> I don't oh think this is going to be good at all. Oh, don't you, worry, oh they're God. not supposed oh, to. They're so like, who? Oh, something like that? That sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> <pretty> awful. <laughs> oh my God. You got <laughs> All right.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Hello, everybody. <laughs> stop buying your local dispensary. And grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG. <laughs> Different flavors like blackberries and cream and watermelon. <laughs> I feel like I'm slipping back into the <laughs> other one that I did the other day. Now you sound
0: like you're Southern.
2: <laughs> southern Mickey Mouse. <bitch> <laughs> oh, golly, THC. <laughs> <laughs> so you look, if you're interested be goofy, in you an amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to OGsBrands.com. <laughs> That's That okay. terrible. We, That's OGsBrands.com to find an OG's near you. We
0: definitely Woo-hoo! need to listen. What we need to do is is we definitely need to look at the the voice roulette, and we all should have input into. Love I just need we like
2: to, to hear it ahead of time and then I can try and practice. copy it. That's the hardest <laughs> thing is that like sometimes I can't remember what... I haven't watched a Mickey Mouse show in years.
1: We're going to get so sued by Disney.
2: <laughs> Shouldn't Mickey Mouse be close to that public domain thing, too, just like Winnie the
1: Pooh? It's coming off, right? Have you
0: seen yes. that we talked about? I haven't seen about... the trailer, oh but I gosh. saw the picture. Well, That's there's a not a trailer yet. There's some fake trailers
2: Oh, there's out there. not? There's not
1: an official okay. trailer. Terrifying. Oh, my God. I can't God. wait for that
2: thing. Connor said, is this Southern apparently that's a thing that i do that i didn't know about um it's
0: because of your book
2: my whole family is like why do you have a southern accent i get asked all the time if i'm like from texas and i'm like i don't hear myself say it but everybody you else say hears y'all. it." well yeah but that's different
0: mm. is it though well, that's a very texas thing
2: yeah but i feel like it's also just like a neutral thing too Not that's why i go it. into it you're always like whatever uh, come
0: on y'all I'm like, all what? right well
2: Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate (laughs) you as always. We'll be back here tomorrow at 2 p.m. So plan to come hang out with us. Until then, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AC. You can follow Saul (laughs) at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. So take us home.
1: (laughs) Remember, friends don't let friends use the ESPN trade machine. Ahoy, hoy. (laughs) Hey yo, my
0: lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PH and X though. Lindsey Gerald, Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the.